Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. Hey! This is episode 35, Men in Tights. <laughs> I wear those. I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, is the guy that you just heard, Colin Arman. He wears tights. But also, Wes Allen. Hang on to your butts. And... In tights. <laughs> if you couldn't, <laughs> you can tell by our subtle references, this episode is about the year 1993. When nine, Men in Tights came out. Yes. We should mention something that we didn't pick this year. No. Oh. We had a computer pick it for us. Yes. And it was the same way with our 97 episode, too. That's so, accurate. yeah. Thank you, computer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, we, we asked the computer, hey, what year should we talk about? Hey, computer. And the computer was like, beep, boop, 1993. <laughs> yeah. It actually so, talked. It did. It was pretty freaky. Yeah, so, it's like a speaking spell. We're going to talk about 1993. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll kick it off by trying to get our mindset in 1993. So, mm-hmm. I want everybody to do <laughs> this. <laughs> Yeah, everybody do this exercise okay. with us as we do it. We're so wafting our hands. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're wafting <laughs> our hands. If you, if you if you don't know what we're doing on this end, we're wafting our hands. Okay, look it up. So go through with us this mm-hmm. exercise. Go yes. through this exercise with us. Yes, That's with the this words exercise with us, you should go. Yes. So where were you in 1993? How old were you? What was your world around you? What did that look like? What tights were you wearing? Yeah, I was yeah. wearing purple tights. It was 1993. Interesting. That's Continue. We've all established that. <laughs> no, uh, 1993, I was living in uh, just east of Los Angeles in Whittier, California. I was um, in the third grade. I was turning nine. It was a big year. Apparently, I almost hit the double digits that year. Oh, but I didn't. There. I was a year away. Um, that's how math works. And uh, it was an okay year in Los Angeles. It was the year after the Rodney King riots, but the year before the Northridge earthquake. So everybody was just oh, kind of like hanging out, like nothing's on fire this year. It was the it's eye of the storm. Year. Yeah, it really was the eye of the storm. Well said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I was up to. I was living um, in a house. My parents also lived there. They actually owned oh, it. Oh, imagine know. that. I was living with my parents. <laughs> what a dump. Oh, wow. <laughs> with your mom. Yeah. You got a lot of chicks. In a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a wild time. I had a dog named Mac. He was awesome. Uh, that's it. All right. Nothing was, was that the only year you had Mac? No, I had Mac for many moons before that. He was actually older than I was at the time. Mm. But that story gets sadder. But I like think in dog years? Uh, <laughs> yes, and also human years. So, bazinga. I'm just saying you should have been more specific. I'm sorry. Also in Klingon years, these which are, is not measurement. These are important facts that we Naturally. need to hammer out. Yeah. So, I was um, I was in Florida. I, I'll go next just because I feel like what I say can lead into what. Because what, Wes and I experienced something similar in 1993, but mm. also different. Puberty. So Other than tights. I was I was living in St. Petersburg, Florida. We had just moved from Georgia the mm-hmm. year before. And we experienced, well, first of all, I'll say I was about uh, turning eight that year, going into second grade that year. Mm-hmm. So that's how old I was. And we experienced the, what we call the no-name storm, mm. which I think the ended up- The storm of the century. Yeah, yeah. it ended up, excuse me, it ended up being- <laughs> It's the century. <laughs> it, it ended up being known as the storm of the century. It was last century. Which basically, it was an unnamed hurricane that came through. And not just any hurricane. It was a Category 5 hurricane mm. that swept through Florida. And mind you, this is the year after Hurricane Andrew, another Category 5 hurricane. So Miami's still recovering. And uh, it's pretty intense. I remember- I just being outside and the winds picking up and my sister and I 
as kids, just like little kids, discovered that if we jumped up, the wind would take us back a couple of feet. That's amazing. Which what? was intense. That sounds terrifying. It was really fun, but then we went back inside very shortly because yeah. my parents were freaking out. So Yeah, Helen Hunt would advise that. <laughs> yeah. No Paxson, too. Rest yep. in peace. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you know, thankfully St. Pete didn't get hit directly with it. So, but we still got the outskirts of it. Lots of tornadoes were spun off. It was pretty scary, but that turned into the blizzard of 93, which is what they experienced up here in Atlanta and West. So did you get any snow in Florida? Not at all. I think North Florida actually did get some snow, uh, like inches of snow in North Florida. Countless inches. Yeah. It snowed like crazy. And like being in Georgia, it only snows like every like maybe four or five years. But like at that point, it was the first time that like I got to really experience and like remember snow. So like I just kind of looked at it as like a normal snow day. And I remember like earlier that week, it was like 80 degrees or something because it was in March. It was starting to be springtime. And oh, then man, all of a sudden, really yeah. like got like 20 inches of snow. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I was so upset as a kid when I heard about it because my grandmother still lived up there, and she was, you know, telling us about how how many inches of snow they were getting. And I had never seen snow at this point. We had just moved away from Georgia, and all we got was stupid rain and winds that could carry us into oblivion. That's kind of crazy to think that you'd never seen snow at that point in your life. Oh, I mean, I, it makes sense, you know, geographically, but yeah, I'd that's never wild. saw snow until I was uh, ten or eleven. That's awesome. When randomly I was visiting my grandmother, and it snowed like barely an inch. Oh, wow. Did you ever have, like, really bad dandruff that you kind of, like, sim- simulated it with <laughs> yeah, your basically. siblings? Okay. Yeah, That's all the cool. time. We made snowballs out of it. And... Yeah, that's disgusting, and I like it. Yeah. Go on. Throw it at the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, gecko. Made snow cones out of it. It was great. Uh, when 93, I was in third grade, same as Colin. Uh, that was the only time in my life that I recollect that I was somewhat popular. I was probably – it's just a normal year for most people, but, mm-hmm. like, Very I feel cool. like I was popular that year. And Deep I had really. a – and I had a rat, a rat tail, which I kind of well, like. That's why you were popular. Yeah, I feel like that's those two went hand in hand. And uh, yeah, I had a rat tail. That's exciting. And I had it from second, third, and fourth grade. And yeah, that's basically those three years in a nutshell. So do you think if you like wrestled with your other friends that had rat tails, you would accidentally form a rat king of sorts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever have a duck tail? Woo! <laughs> I wore I wore duck head oh. and I had a duck tail on oh, the back. I had duck head, yeah. That's, yeah, that that's was, amazing. I remember I, th- I thought that was like the most clever sweatshirt ever. Yeah. <laughs> duck head, duck tail on the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved that shirt. So when you um, dismembered your rat tail, did you keep it or did you just like just put it in a glass case? Did you just dispose of it? Do you have it I actually did. I Do you kept still it. have it? I might. <gasps> Wow. I, like when I got it cut off by the barber, I had him put it in a plastic baggie and I kept it for, I, I think <laughs> I, I still that. have it weirdly enough. Oh, that's so weird. So oh I might bring it in and Please like have a visual in. for the podcast. Yeah, yes. Can you like turn it into like a little necklace and give it to your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Here's well, my best that's, year. That's how we got married. Like I tied it into like a little engagement ring Aww, and I gave it to her. It's like tying uh, the knot. She's yeah. like wearing yeah. a dreadlock for her <laughs> ring. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. So I think that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> that was the real things that happened in so, 93. So, yeah. So we'll go to major events and news that happened in 93. I have a couple. And I'll say the first one. I mean, it's Bill Clinton started his presidency in 93. Yeah. Which uh, that was my, my first, I think, awareness of a president existing. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, and I knew about George Bush. I, I guess I kind of knew about that. But yeah. it was my first experiencing an election in 92. And yeah. then, like having a new president and all that stuff. Yeah. I remember my elementary school had like its own like election 
and you won. I'm pretty sure Ours I'm pretty too. sure I won naturally no. dividing kids uh, uh, politically at yes. a young age yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah Bill Clinton won I remember yeah, Wes's that. rat tail won so that's good <laughs> yes this is third term very popular <laughs> third term <laughs> <laughs> the odds oh man that's amazing <laughs> but yeah so that's that's just one thing that came to mind immediately for me in 93 yeah I feel first like that... thing that comes to mind for me is Lorena Bobbitt <laughs> <laughs> oh, first thing speaking of cutting things off yeah, yeah I'm gonna cut should... you off right there buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, actually Michael Jordan announced his retirement in 93 it's in a beautiful October segue. his first retirement his first retirement yeah so you yeah. would say that he cut off his career right then yeah <laughs> I'm like just going to yeah, keep that going. Yeah, let's yeah. just keep going I'm as long as you can there. And I remember it was so surprising because Michael Jordan won his third uh, championship, just him, not the Bulls, just him by mm-hmm. himself yes. won it. Him and Phil Jackson. And he retired later yep. that year. I guess it was because his dad was murdered that summer. So that yeah. probably had something to do with it. Yeah. That's when he turned into a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, how it starts. <laughs> Well, and then, I mean, you know, he had to help the Looney Tunes get their uh, world back from the Monstars. Yeah. So that oh, was yeah. very important. I've seen that documentary. Yeah. I can't tell. That was like right around the time he got sucked into a golf, like. Uh, yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. Like he was out golfing with, with Larry Bill Bird Murray. and Bill Murray. He was a human yeah. hole in one. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Larry Bird was clear. for a little bit. And then, you know, the rest is history, as yeah. they say. Bada bing, bada boom. I always feel like that was like a weird plot to do for Space Jam. It's like <laughs> s- some major event that happened like a couple of years beforehand. Maybe it was just like kind of save face for retirement or something. Yeah. It took them a while to make that movie or something. Yeah. And it worked their way up. Well, I and this is a total tangent, but I do like the fact that they were like, oh, this is – why he came back because, you know, oh, they made fun of the fact that he's a terrible baseball player and he's yeah. <laughs> reassessing his life. And then the Looney Tunes helped him rediscover his love for basketball. Yep. Cut off his career too early and just cashed it right back where it was. <laughs> yep. I like that. <laughs> okay. What else happened in 1993? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Got Milk campaign happened. Oh. That was like that was our 93? first episode. The Aaron Burr commercial happened. Aaron Burr. Yeah. Aaron Burr. Let me get some milk. So that happened. That was a huge campaign that happened. Yeah, that's right. Crystal Pepsi came out in 93 (laughs) right now. And it's bad. And it still exists. Yeah. It came back. Yeah. It tastes just like Pepsi. It's clear. Yeah. Which, what is that brown then if it tastes the same? Yeah. It really makes you wonder. I have like nine more questions about Pepsi (laughs) now. Well, also, the first Beanie Babies were made in 1993, mm. which I don't know if you guys well, were on that craze. They didn't really get popular till years later, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was like 94, 95, or yeah, whatever uh, year mid-90s for sure. Yeah. So the first beans were put into the Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. They were very wee babies then. Like, what year did well, One uh, bean met another bean, and they made beans together. Okay, mm. this isn't that kind of podcast. I'll put the explicit filter <laughs> no, on there. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but what year did like McDonald's pick up Beanie Babies? I feel like that oh, was like yeah. their. I mean, that was after the craze. They had yeah. officially like jumped the shark at that point, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. They'd already gone way past their time. I think Pogs were in, were uh, mm. came out in '93. Speaking of Pogs. crazy collecting <laughs> crazes, did you guys have any Pogs that you were like proud of, like sets or any of that kind of stuff? The only ones I was really proud of were the ones I made for my Pog maker, which oh, were yeah. of my. I face. never had a Pog maker. <laughs> <laughs> I would keep those too. Did you have any pogs of like your rat tail or anything? Uh, just a few. I actually made it out of my rat tail, my oh, severed impressive. rat tail. Yeah, that thing must have been super long. It's, been, it's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's a thread that weaves through our stories. It's really true. It just keeps on going. I had really a whole, I had a full set of 
the Simpsons pogs. That oh, yeah. I, never, I would have been super jealous of that. I never played with. They just like, I bought them and they stayed in the protective sheets. Mm. I had a pog uh, album, kind of like how you have with trading cards. Like yeah. it had little circle slots for them. Yeah. Like I never actually played them. I just collected them. Yeah. Was there ever like stores in Georgia that were like only pogs? Was that a thing? Uh, There's a ton in LA. Sports trading card stores carried them i i don't think there was any yeah. specific ones i don't particularly remember particularly remember any in florida it doesn't mean it didn't exist but uh, yeah i do remember it was like those kinds of stores that would well if you them. can't see it does it really exist yeah mm, it's like a million question. dollars it's like your rat tail <laughs> i haven't seen it yet <laughs> my rat tail would be so proud that he's such the center of conversation yes. <laughs> i know it'd be so popular i'm gonna tell him when i get I'm home <laughs> all right anything else that happened in 93 Ask the rat tail, I guess. I don't think so. I think that wraps it up. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Thanks for joining us for episode 35 yes. of the Passport. <laughs> Later, Snorks. Um, okay, cool. So now that we have our minds and rat tails in the year 1993. Naturally. Where they belong. We, we ha- we're in the right, my, right mindset. Let's start thinking of our favorite things pop culture-wise. And we'll, we'll kick it off with our favorite video game. Yeah. I feel like this time, it was around the, around the time of Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. What were you playing in 1993 that you loved? Hmm. Gosh. I mean, I feel like I played like a lot of games. I think the game that I probably played the most was Super Mario All Stars, but I realize that's kind of cheating. Yeah, it's kind of cheating. Yeah, for me, for those of you who don't know who that is, because I don't know who you would be, but if you (laughs) don't know who that is, (laughs) um, you're probably really confused this entire podcast if you don't know (laughs) who are these guys. Uh, but basically, it was a thing where like it was the remake for Super Nintendo of all of like the original Nintendo Mario Brothers. So like regular Mario, the stupid Super Mario Brothers two, Super Mario Brothers three, and uh, wait, so they remade them? They I were completely remade. I don't think I realized that what the, what that was. Yeah, they were completely remade to be a higher bit. Like so. So like oh, all I the ones from that. original NES was kind of rebooted in ways to uh, Super Nintendo. Yep. So they were made I on there. I think I realized that. They yeah, were I, higher I quality that. and they looked a lot nicer. So I played those a ton. Um, that was a fun one. So what is your non-cheating answer then? <laughs> uh, my non-cheating answer was I probably played um, the Disney's Aladdin game the most. Uh-huh, yeah. Because um, that game was awesome. That was a awesome. great game. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like swinging from the little posts and stuff like that. Like yeah. I played that game. Like I always got a such, ton. such an enjoyment of like just letting him stand still for a second and starts playing with the apple. Yeah, he like starts yeah. to like fidget around and everything, which was a very clever way of like making that work. Haley, my wife, had two games. It was Donkey Kong Country and Aladdin game. And like I bought a Super Nintendo for her for her birthday one year, and mm-hmm. the, the Aladdin game. She was so happy, and like she. Like she booted it up, played it, be, went through the entire game in one sitting, wow. like, like nothing. <laughs> and she's like not a gamer at yeah, all. So it, I was like, my jaw was on the floor just watching her the whole time. Like, what? That's fantastic. I love that. Just yeah, like a great. learned behavior. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. I think for me, the video game I probably played the most from 93 would be NBA Jam. Mm. Ah, that was mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was totally going to say that. Well, you guys can both play. Oh, well, I guess I'll we'll play. player. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, I mean, it was such a great game. I mean, for, it's a good reason that we both – I'm yeah. sure that, like – so many of our listeners would say, oh, yeah, that that's probably the one for me because it was just revolutionary for sports games. Just you never saw all, all the sports games before it were trying to really emulate the actual game. Mm-hmm. But this one just really leaned hard. It's like, no, it's, it's like super over exaggerated. Yeah, let's just like, do two on two. What you really want to do in real life. Yeah. And it's like dunking is the thing right now because of Michael Jordan and you know Dominique Wilkins and stuff. Yeah. So 
they went hard into the paint on dunking and and also the the announcer was Dick Vitale like you said the, hard in the paint and that's an actual basketball reference what? to a basketball <laughs> video game wow it, it was that like never happened <laughs> but uh, yeah the announcer was awesome just the, uh, he's on fire Razzle dazzle <laughs> heating up <Yeah. laughs> is it the shoes <laughs> I remember it was weird from downtown that, yeah <laughs> and the ball would catch on fire yeah, yeah. it's a good time and you um, could break the backboard if you dunked enough yeah. like I remember awesome. that blew my mind the first time I did that because I, I, I didn't know that that was possible. I'm like, how did I just do that? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and inspired by Shaq, who was also a big time player oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's true. I remember it was such a bummer that Michael Jordan wasn't on that game. Like yeah. you would pick the Bulls and then like you were stuck with like Scottie Pippen and BJ yeah. Armstrong or something. Yeah. BJ <laughs> <laughs> <PJ> Armstrong. <laughs> But like I think that Jordan had some sort of rights or legal thing that he wasn't really allowed on any basketball game. What a stink! Which is so weird. Was yeah. he allowed on baseball games or hockey? <laughs> I don't think he ever made it high enough okay. level in other sports to a good be on those games. But he, yeah, it was it was weird. I think it was because he owned his own rights and then wouldn't allow them to put it. I can't remember what it was, mm. but unless it was a Space Jam video game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is what it was. He opted out of the NBA Players Association shared licensing agreement. So, like, oh yeah. So all so basically, players would you know ha- as part of their you know union or whatever this uh, players association, they would agree to certain terms for like blanket properties yeah. for NBA. Uh. And so. Everybody opted in for it, but Michael Jordan probably astutely was like, no, I'm going to own my own rights here. I'm not going to let them bank off my name without me getting a huge payout. What a little doo-doo so, hammer. Um, <laughs> He's the one that actually read the terms and conditions. Yeah, and basically. A, I On page agree. 67, it states, and I object. <laughs> so that's uh, that's why he Suckers. wasn't included in really any video games in the 90s because yeah. he, he owned his own rights. Regrettable. So. So, yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, do you have a backup, Wes? You any other honorable uh, mentions? Pro- probably, like, Mortal Kombat 2 or, yeah. like, Doom or something. Something, like, with pixel blood that I wasn't allowed <laughs> to play. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. like, Into the play. violent ones. Yeah. That's where it started. Also, uh, Street Fighter 2 was another one I thought about mentioning. Oh, yeah. The year of fighting sequels. Yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> bloody. Mm-hmm. Except for Street Fighter. That was the one I was allowed to play. I wasn't allowed to play Doom or Mortal Kombat, so. Yeah, Doom was pretty vivid for its time, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, moving on, how about, let's go to our uh, favorite movie. And uh, there were a ton of great movies in 1993, so it was hard to choose. So, um, Colin, you want to, what was your favorite movie? Yeah, I feel like there was a hard one, a hard chance of choosing one that I really liked in this situation because they were all so good. But I think the one that's probably the greatest standout that I watched the most uh, was Cool Runnings. Ah, oh, such a good one. Not sure if you guys watched that as many times as I oh, did, yeah, but sure. I doubt it because I watched <laughs> I watched the wheels off that VHS because um, they had wheels and <laughs> like which is like a really a quotable slip. one and even just like the story of uh, watching them go there and even like learning a lot about bobsledding, which didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because like I can't think of yeah. anything I could care about less than bobsledding. But didn't know what it was until this movie. Well, I didn't know it required any skill. Just like <laughs> jump in and hold on, like, just, like <laughs> steer and stuff. Right. So uh, it's like I think a world record didn't mean to do it, but um, I think that's where for me, like in the end and watching, like it just made you laugh the whole time, and then at the end, like smacks you in the face with all this emotional stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Very it was, emotional. It was They're like carrying the brutal. sled. It's just like raining. Yeah. yeah. So it was a good one for me. Feel the rhythm. Feel the run. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. It's, it's bobsled time. time. 
Wow, that was great. We should have How practiced we do that. that? <laughs> that was good. We didn't need to practice. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah, very quotable. A lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. You dead? Yeah, man. Yeah. You want to kiss my egg? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't kissing no egg. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Wes, what, what about yours? Or you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. Okay, I'll go. I have a disappointing one. <laughs> oh, okay. So let, by all means, let's end on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mine, Mom. Mine was really sentimental, actually. So... You know, obviously Jurassic Park came out in '93, which sure. I figured you guys, hopefully, Wes, you didn't <laughs> pick that one. But. I said disappointing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's right. So this is home movies. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Jurassic Park is obviously I feel like this is the best one that came out, but I chose a sentimental one specifically that came out because, well, the movie was Mrs. Doubtfire, which is a really great movie on so its own. Yeah. Robin Williams at his best. Mm. I mean, it it was awesome. Uh, the reason I chose it, however, is because it just – I was tied to a really specific memory. Um, it was uh, – uh, one morning I woke up. We were getting ready for school, and we had a knock at the door, and my mom answered it. And I heard, like, a lady on the other end kind of mumbling, and then my mom just burst out burst out crying, um, oh. which was pretty intense. And apparently what happened was that our cat had got run over. And so that was kind of just like my first experience with death and yeah. like a loved one dying. And it was very emotional and sad. And um, my mom, and this is probably also for her, but, yeah. uh, you know, for her kids as well, saying, hey, she, she let us, she didn't, she let us skip school and she just took us to a movie. And she took us to see Mrs. Doubtfire to, to help cheer us all up. Mm-hmm. And it worked because it's such a great movie. Sure. Really funny. And um, it, it, I was so happy and so like felt a, a lot of – I don't know if pride is the word, but like th- I was just very thankful towards my mom for just like letting us take that time, not making us go to school that day yeah. and letting us just have a kind of a family moment of enjoying this comedy movie and getting our minds off of death for a while. So yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, great movie, but also a greater memory tied to it. Yeah, Yeah, when Robin Williams passed, I remember – I was like, I have to watch Mrs. Doubtfire now, like in his mm. honor. So I watched it that night. That was my choice. Yeah. I it's mean, cool. of all the great Robin Williams movies, too, yeah. that are, they, there are to watch in that moment. I it gave him like a chance to really like show off his talent in so many yeah. ways. Like he, he could mm-hmm. do so many impersonations and like different personalities and all that kind of stuff. But it was still like a serious movie. Yeah. Like he had, he showed his acting chops in totally. that movie, too. So Yeah. I just think the way that it represented like, um, you know, what people are willing to do for their families even without getting the credit for it and realizing like, yeah. it's that's how important family is is i thought that was a really cool uh just demonstration of that it wasn't the purpose of the movie but i think it was a really cool message that kind of came through the undertone yeah. and i think the other like important part for me was just like solidifying my disdain for pierce brosnan <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. Ooh, except for by fruiting <laughs> yeah, yeah goldeneye he kind of redeemed himself but then he went totally right back down himself. with the other 007. Dante's Peak. And Dante's Peak. (laughs) Oh, God, Dante's Peak. Yeah. Okay, disappoint us, Wes. Yeah, I kind of went against the grain with this one because there were so many good movies that came out this year, but I kind of want to talk about a little movie called Last Action Hero Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember that movie. Uh, It it was coming off, it was his first movie coming off The Terminator 2, and it was had the director of Predator and Die Hard. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of the first. PG-13 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie so like kids could actually go see it. Older Uh, kids. Like, you know, there's no kid like going to the theater seeing Commando or anything like that. Yeah, they're going Commando to the theater. And he was was very specific in the (laughs) (laughs) market. Speaking of tights. 
he was very specific. Arnold Schwarzenegger pr- produced it, and he was very specific about not showing guns or anything in the marketing. Huh. And the marketing was insane for this movie because it was going head-to-head with uh, Jurassic Park because it was coming out a week later from Jurassic Park. Okay. And I remember the marketing was just going back and back and forth with uh, with everything. And they, like, attempted to do some crazy things with Last Action Hero. They, like, had it worked out so that they could be the first movie to advertise on the side of a shuttle in space. (laughs) But, like, something with the timing didn't work out, so it got delayed to, like, after the movie would have already came out. So, like, that kind of died. And obviously... uh, like they had like fast food uh, tie-ins with Burger King, uh-huh. and they had these awesome like uh, cup collectible cups that like animated. They had these like this like yeah. film filter over. I remember where you could I, ha- move I had it back one of those. Yeah. It kind of had like a holographic effect where it kind of moved back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> and it had an awesome toy line. Like I remember seeing like commercials and getting the toys for that. But yeah, obviously it it. It bombed at the at the box office to yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park, and it was it was the first disappointment for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, and forget for good reason. I mean, it is a pretty cheesy movie, but like it kind of was on purpose. Like I remember really yeah, still it was like, like to be hokey. Yeah, it yeah. was like a parody on yeah. on action movies that Arnold Schwarzenegger started. Yeah, he was kind of making fun of himself. Like I remember the scene in there where they're like going through Blockbuster or whatever video rental place, and there's like a cardboard cutout or a poster for. Robert uh, or uh, Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone yeah. starring in Terminator, huh. um, <laughs> and then like pointing that one out. I, I actually watched that movie recently, like a uh, last couple or three years ago, uh. like pretty recently, and watching it and still really enjoying it, like yeah. taking it for what it is. It's definitely like a action. guilty pleasure kind of yeah. thing, but yeah. it, it's a fun movie. It is you know? a fun movie, yeah. it's like a time capsule. Yeah, it's actually really great for to, to be a kids movie if you're okay with like the language and. And it's kind of like a meta movie where it's like it's a movie within a movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's like kind of parody. Uh-huh. Yeah, tricky. So you know that's not so disappointing. I actually enjoyed yeah. that one. Totally get it. And as a kid, you know, at that age, I can totally see why. Well, comparing was... to like all the movies that came out, like I feel like some of the oh, most yeah. like classic, iconic movies came out that well, year. Let's just go down the list. You had Jurassic Park. You had The Fugitive. Mm. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, uh, the Pelican Brief, <laughs> Sleepless. Oh, sorry. Uh, I got confused. You're yeah. awake in Seattle. Yeah, naturally. Which, you know, Sleepless in Seattle, I mean, that's at the top of almost everybody's yeah. chick flag. Rom-com chick-flag. for yeah. win. Um, you know, Schindler's List, which I, I believe won the Academy Award that year. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tights. So, tights. Oh, I mean, I so that's why others. we've been talking about tights the whole time. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's why. Uh Nightmare Before Christmas came out that yeah. year, which like yeah. I remember my mom taking me to that movie, and I was like, even then I'm like, am I allowed to watch this? This is like super creepy, but like super into it. But yeah. it, was, it was yeah. a crazy thing to watch then too. You know, like the way that how good the stop motion was, and yeah. that, and just even the fact that it was a musical. Like they, you know, Tim Burton really put himself in the hurt on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually was not allowed to watch that one. Oh, when I was it's age, okay. So. We still love That's you. Fine. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Uh, you can watch it now. Hocus Pocus came out that year. Oh, uh, great movie. It's a good uh, movie. Sandlot. I know. Another great classic movie. I, I mean, that's that's on the top of a lot of people's lists as far as sports movies, like yeah, overall for sports sure. movies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Free Willy came out. Mm. Groundhog Day. You think that was a coincidence oh, that it came Day out so on the same day or the same year that like the whole Lorena Bob? No, nah, probably not. Different. <laughs> Free Willy. Yeah, <laughs> different. Uh, Homeward Bound also came out. 
that yeah. year. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Chance Sassy. Man, I would always cry when yeah. Sassy I, I feel, went over the waterfall. Shadow. I feel like 93 was the first year that I realized that movies could suck really bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers came out, the movie uh, yeah, version. Uh, the live action it. movie. It's it is like, terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, Surf Ninjas. And, I still uh, like that one. Yeah. I love Surf Ninjas. Like, I feel like they, like, saw, like, three... Ninjas are hot right now. Three Ninjas came out last year. Let's just, like, put, like... Kino from Ninja Turtles 2 in there and Rob Schneider. <laughs> Kids like Rob Schneider, right? Yeah, he was like the nemesis, right? In it Day? was uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that's right. Like Rob so Schneider weird. was like one of the kids, yeah. which was so weird. It really was. And he had like kind of like orange bleach hair or something. About, yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a long yeah. time. He was on SNL at that time, which is really Ninja, yeah. Turtle 3's, Ninja Turtle 3 came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Such a disappointment. Well, it's funny. You're listening to these movies, but I still remember loving all of them. Oh, yeah. And maybe it was just because I was so optimistic about them and not wanting to be disappointed that I forced myself to not be disappointed by them. I don't know. Or I was just that naive. Yeah. But you probably were. Yeah. yeah. We all were. Yeah. <laughs> Any others? Any others? Uh, Rudy came out that Rudy, year. Rudy, another, sports, another top sports movie. Uh, Grumpy Old Men. I don't know if you guys <laughs> watched that, but I watched that oh, a lot yeah. with my parents. That was a fun one. You know, it was weird that... Disney animation didn't come out with any movies that year. And I feel like it was odd because they were on such a roll with like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and then they skipped a year and then went on to Lion King the next year. They yeah. got so a little like, gun shy yeah. that year. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas doesn't count, I guess. Could no. it count? I would count it. It doesn't count. It's, it's not, not Disney animation. Oh, yeah. Fine, whatever. They're not going to turn Nightmare Before Christmas. No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say they're not going to turn it into a live action, but they totally could. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Sort of. Kind of. Kind of. Pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, see, we have already like gone over time, but I, I like what this conversation is going. So <laughs> let's just keep rolling. Um, you like do, it. Let's do our favorite songs and albums. And for me, I'll just go first because it's disappointing. Um, <laughs> I, I realized this is the year that like, I was like, oh, this was the last year I had where I didn't listen to any music. Um, everything I was looking up this year I was like, yeah, maybe I do recognize that song, but I don't have any memories tied to it. And then I looked at 94. And I was like, oh, man, that was the year that, like, all of these songs, I have, they have nostalgia for me. So I think 93 was kind of like the last year where I was just, like, listening to my parents' music or mm -hmm. whatever. Same. So that said, the only album I could find that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember some songs from it was Alapalooza, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> was that the, like, Jurassic Park-looking yeah, cover? Yeah, yeah, it has the cover, and it's like the song with Jurassic Park. Gosh, yeah, funny. I remember the video for that. That must have been a big year for Stop Motion because that was, that was the music video was Stop That's Motion. That's right. That's really true. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then so songs, just real quick, uh, Woomp, Woomp, there it is. Not Woot, there it is. Woomp, mm. there it is. Yes. Uh, um, crying by Aerosmith. What is love? What is love? Yeah. So, Thanks, Hadaway. It's funny you mentioned the whoop there it is because that was like one of the great music controversies that happened in 93. Mm, controversy. Was, there was a Womp There It Is by a tag team, which is the more popular yeah, one. The one we all know. And then the other one, which actually came out a month before, was Woot There It Is by 95 South. Mm. And I never really, I, I was so my mind was so blown as a kid like how how are these two <laughs> songs so similar but like not and evidently like they're from the same area and in that in that city or where i forget where it's from i think it was in florida 
that the clubs would that would be like a chant they would do is whoop there it is whoop there it is funny kind of like raise the roof or something like that (laughs) and evidently they both made a song that was based off of that so that's crazy there you go i always thought it was so stupid when people would say whoop there it is i'm like no it's whoop and it's like no they probably were were both right yeah Yeah. I remember being at the skating rink and they handed out these like circular sticker, like glow in the dark. It was kind of like, it was like a glow stick, but it was like a sticker uh-huh. that like said, I can't remember, it might've been Woot, there it is. And like people would like put them on their butts while they're skating and stuff like that. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> did you give mm. one to your rat tail or did you just like got one? Two <laughs> uh, <Dude>, please. <laughs> I like wore it like a yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any other uh, – well, I guess you guys haven't gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. No, we're on. cutting it off right there. Yeah. I remember uh, I'm Going to Be 500 Miles by the Proclaimers was huge that year, but apparently it, it came out in 1988. What? It only like became popular because of the oh. Johnny Depp movie Benny and June. Um, it's like I remember that movie. It got on the charts. Huge. Tricky. Yeah, I didn't know that. I uh, That was the year that I was jamming hard to Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Yeah, that's what I was definitely doing. Insane got no brain. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's behaving. Like a we can all can relate to that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Mr. Jones by Counting Crows, uh, which are very different genres, I admit. <laughs> and uh, back bleep. to the original, I listened to uh, Boom Shake the Room a lot by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. So I I was kind of like that was that first year kind of like you were saying it like that I was discovering my own musical tastes or at least exploring that idea rather than just going with the old Beach Boys the Monkeys and the Beatles yeah. that were being spoon fed into my ear canals <laughs> by my parental units. Yeah, I remember that year was kind of the start of like the mid nineties alternative wave. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like the Cranberries came out with a good album that year. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins came out with Siamese Dream and. Uh, Radiohead came out with their debut album with Creep. Oh, yeah. Being a huge song, which, like, they're apparently embarrassed to play that song, which is, like, their biggest song. Really? Now. It's like, because they, they went on to make, like, much better in-depth mm. music. So oh, I that feel like sense. that's kind of embarrassing for them. I mean, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you exist for the fans, right? Yeah. Uh, true, true, true. Okay, so let's... Close it out with TV shows because there were a lot of great TV shows, just like oh, there man. were great movies. So mm-hmm. um, hard to choose uh, because there there are a few that I really liked. One of them of which is definitely Power Rangers, which I may not have gotten into in '93. I'm not sure. It may have been like '94. Yeah, you watching it like you are. Yeah, Fairweather fan, or were you an originator? Uh, I don't. Well, I definitely wasn't an originator. I, I jumped into it when my friend got me hooked onto it. Okay, but one I definitely watched from the Gateway. beginning was Animaniacs. So that uh, I would yeah. choose that one as my favorite. That one, and I'm so glad they're bringing it back. I, I'm looking I heard forward about to that, it. Yeah. Uh, well, is we it, talked about it on this podcast. That is a good point. You heard us talk about <laughs> uh, it. You heard it here, folks. Uh, <laughs> did, now, Animaniacs was a spinoff of Tiny Toons. Or was that just the same? It was the same creators that made it. Yeah, it was just jumping off the popularity of Tiny Toons, but there was no like cross, cross. So there was never a situation where the Animaniacs were originally on Tiny Toons and then spun off into a show. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, I remember it was such good comedy on that show because they like really uh, hoped, like they went in like kind of like the Looney Tunes style, kind of like Tiny Toons did with like just classic comedy, like slapstick, all the way. It was so funny. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Little Tex Avery stuff there. Uh, 
Uh, my favorite one that came out that year was Boy Meets World and Pete and Pete, but we, we've already talked links about that like yeah. crazy. Uh, probably the the next in line would be like uh, I wasn't really allowed to watch this show, and I kind of rarely got it in its earlier years. But Late Night with Conan O'Brien came out in '93, uh-huh. and I remember it's such fun. a big deal because uh, Johnny Carson left, he retired, and naturally next in line David Letterman would fill that spot because he had the Late Night show, mm-hmm. but ended up being Jay Leno filled that spot. Right. So evidently later David Letterman like went to CBS and did his own show. So Conan O'Brien, which was a he was he was he a writer on The Simpsons at that time. I know he was in the past. Uh, I'm not sure if he was at the time. I mean, he did SNL and The Simpsons kind of around the early yeah. 90s. So, yeah. yeah, I think he might have been at that time, but I'm not sure. But yeah, like he's, he started then and like that, that has always been my favorite late night host. Like to Conan. this day, I love yeah. Conan so much. Yeah. He's so quirky, but that's what makes him so magical. Yeah. Like I love his like self-deprecating humor. I that's think like he, he's his funniest when he's making fun of himself. Yeah. That is really he true. definitely embodied like not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, as a kid, I, I he was my favorite for sure. I can't take credit for watching this in '93, but X Files came out then, oh. and like I kind of jumped on the ship like midway through that, uh, but. Later, since it's been on Netflix, I've like binge watched the first couple of seasons, yeah. and that's a really good such show. a good show. It yeah. was a creepy one for sure, but it yeah. was fun. I love that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the show that I watched, uh, well, I kind of have two shows, but one. You guys ever did you guys ever watch the Sinbad show? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when he was a genie. Yeah, I remember it a little bit. Yeah, I watched would, that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he got typecast Shazam. as a genie in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know why we watched that all the time though. But then it only had like two seasons or something, maybe three, probably just two. And uh, but the other show that I watched like every episode of uh, against my parents' better judgment was Beavis and Butthead. Like <laughs> I that came out in '93, and I watched like every one of those, and it was not for my age bracket no. whatsoever. You like, mean you was, didn't understand all the jokes at nine years old? I should probably go back and watch it and realize the horror yeah. my parents were probably trying to prevent <laughs> me from that I just probably didn't understand because it was just fun and watching like two dudes act like dummies. Like it was fun, dude. I mean, my parents like banned MTV as a whole oh, because yeah, just too. because of that one show. Yeah, like even in high school, I was. Not not allowed to like watch MTV, even though I did anyway. Sorry, yeah. mom. Same here. But yeah, it was. <laughs> it was always the show that I'm like, I want to watch that because my parents doesn't. They don't want me to watch it. I know it right. was so villainized. Like, what choice did you have, really? Well, and it's it's interesting. Mike Judge, man. I mean, he's he was just like uh, I I think you can draw parallels between him and like South Park. Yeah. Mike Judge started out with this thing. I don't, I don't know if this is the first thing he did, but like he you know created Be- Beavis and Butthead. But then has made so many great things since then mm-hmm. and has been a part of so many great things since then. Most recently, Silicon Valley. Yep. Like he has made so many some, – such great quality comedy Office that you would space. not have been able to draw that line. I mean, yeah, Office Space is another like famous one King, from him. King of the, King Hill. Of the Hill. Yeah. So, but it's like you would not have been in, in 1993. You would not have been able to tell how genius yeah. of a comedian he was because of like all the fart humor that Beavis and Butthead was. Mm-hmm. Now, like with South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, super talented. They probably will eventually egot because they already have their like their Grammy and they have their Tony. I think they just need an Oscar at this point. Do they have an Oscar? I don't have know. They it already. I have to look that up. Anyway, but like they've made you know. Uh, South Park, which is like basketball, ba- and they made basketball. <laughs> of course, they just started in that one. But um, who would have thought that they would have write a, a Tony Award winning musical and like one of the most popular musicals of its time with Book of Mormon? 
I don't know. It's yeah, just it's so interesting crazy. seeing that kind of like starting out with something that's like toilet humor that your parents won't let you watch. But no, these people are actually brilliant. Hmm. That is crazy. Another like another few that came out that year was Rocco's Modern Life came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wienerville so came out that year. Pete and Pete. Uh, I think I already said that. Bill Nye the Science Guy came out in 93. I love that show. Oh, man. There was so much science in 93 that I learned. <laughs> Thanks, I rem- Bill. I remember, uh, did you all ever have like classrooms where for one subject, teachers would swap places? Mm-hmm. Like our, our teacher was more of like a history buff and then next door was the science teacher and they would swap places. Okay. And he would always wheel in a TV and <laughs> let us watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. Mm-hmm. And that's like my introduction to it. I never watched teacher. it when I was at home. Yeah, I was so watching it at school. We were so stoked when he would bring in the TV and yeah. let us watch that. That's funny. Yeah, we used to rush home and watch that after school, which is such a funny thing to think about because you would leave school and you're like, oh, learning sucks. And you go <laughs> yeah. home and like, but I want to watch science TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what does that say about our public school system? I know, Just so throwing true. that out there. Bill reading, had Ram- it figured out. Read, reading Rainbow and Bill Nye. Yeah. Know. That's all I needed. Well, and so other TV shows you had, uh, Frasier started in 93, which we've talked yeah, at length about Frasier. Walker, Texas Ranger, a favorite of my grandfather's. And <laughs> Love me some oh, Walker, Texas Ranger. He actually spoke at my graduation from college, which is uh, quite exciting. That's amazing. Just saying. Chuck Norris did? Chuck Norris. I got to meet him. He roundhouse kicked me. Not really, but it was fun. Man. Yeah. Spoke in my commencement. You've never told us this. Well, I'm sorry for holding out. We should start a podcast where we can talk more. Man, it's like some like <laughs> some like regional manager of like Hooters or something talked to mine. I can't remember who it was. It was mine like too. But it wasn't even like the CEO of the chain, whatever popular chain uh, it was. It was like the regional like director. <laughs> Jeez, great. Tim Tebow was at my graduation, graduated with me. I don't know if that counts, but anyway. oh my gosh. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We graduated at the same. That time. is amazing. Shut up. Well, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> any other TV shows, <laughs> by the way? I'm sure we missed something. If you, oh, if you guys listening, uh, you know, are th- we're, we're waiting on us to mention your thing, let us know on Twitter, at PassForwardCast, or you can email us at PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Yeah. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can find us. You know how to work computers. Yeah. But uh, we love the, the conversation that you guys have brought up, and we, we've been enjoying the back and forth with you all. So, yeah, correct us or... You know, bring up things we forgot or whatever it was. We love talking to you guys. Um, So I think that about wraps it up. So until next time. Make it a blockbuster night. (laughs) 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 Ah, That was good. You might have talked less on that one. You did. (laughs) Later, snorks.